Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Our goal is to help men not just know Scripture, but to be able to put it into practice so they can stand firm in their faith. This episode kicks off the first in our new series called The Disciplines of a Godly Husband. We're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 5, 25 verses 33. Uh, and really digging into what does it mean to be a godly husband? What does it look like to live out this role as the Bible has has really shared for us and given for us? And so we're going to dig into this and learn how we can begin to live this way, how we can shift our lives and our actions around the Word of God and allow it to penetrate us and change us. I can remember sitting in a couple's counseling session years ago, uh, my wife and I working through Honestly, some some massive trauma, some massive changes in our life as a result of, of breaking free from uh, from the chains of sin that had really just really disrupted our, our marriage and a lot of the terrible decisions that unfortunately I had made. And as God had done some healing and we saw some growth and some change in our marriage, I began to kind of look and say, but what's the purpose of my life? Like, why why am I here? What am I supposed to do now? Right? We've gone through this, this massive pain and suffering. The Lord's brought us through that, but now what? I had this idea in my mind that I, I had to do something big. I had to have this big, quote-unquote, purpose to make my life meaningful. And as I was saying this all out loud, uh, our counselor says, you do have a purpose. Read Ephesians 5. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I know, like I've read that, but, like, but what's my purpose? Ephesians 5, he said. Right, but like my, my purpose, like it's got to be bigger than that. He's like, no, Ephesians 5. So I decided to take him up on it and I spent a lot of time in Ephesians 5 and he began to wreck me, realizing that I had made a commitment as a man to my wife to live out exactly what the Bible teaches a husband is supposed to live out. And up until this point in my life, I had not been doing that. And this is a big deal. This is a mandate. As a Christian husband, we have been given a mandate in Scripture to lead, specifically in our homes, and it begins with the marriage. So today, before we get into the larger section of Scripture that we're going to look at in the next few episodes, I want to hone in on one single verse, and this is Ephesians 5, verse 23. It says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. When we talk about headship specifically in the West, uh, it makes a lot of people uneasy. If you look back at some of the previous episodes where we talk about biblical masculinity and the different roles that we have as men, we've talked about headship a few times, and specifically how, like I said, in the West, we kind of see this in a very, very negative sense. And it can be for a lot of people because, unfortunately, even in the church, we haven't lived this out very well. Oftentimes, headship or authority is seen as dominating or overpowering or forcing. While that is an absolute model of the world's idea of headship and how sin has impacted the role of headship, that is not what the Bible is talking about specifically here in Ephesians or any else where it refers to the male headship role. It's not about dominating. It's not about overpowering. It's about imitating and specifically imitating Christ in our lives as we nurture and serve those that have been placed under our care. As the head, God has given us 
our wives as a gift and a blessing and someone who works with us to fulfill the call that God has put on our marriage. We're supposed to work together, but as the male, we are in charge of nurturing and serving our wives and caring for them in a very specific way. And as we look at this section of scripture, it's speaking directly about how we're supposed to mirror Christ in our marriages. The first thing it says is that Christ is the head of the church. So what does this mean? What does this look like? Well, Christ governs the church. Christ leads the church. Christ sets the purpose and is the purpose and the focus of the church. The purpose of the church is to carry forth the gospel, God's story of how broken and sinful people who have rebelled against him have now been restored because the perfect son of God laid down his life, defeated death and rose from the grave and now sits at the right hand of the father and is coming again to restore the whole creation and establish a new holy city. Christ is the head of that church. He is the purpose and the focus of that church. And Christ is the source of spiritual health and growth in the church. The church should be Christ-centered, Christ-focused, and leading people to Jesus. And as husbands, it's our job to lead and govern our home. Not as a tyrant. Christ is not a tyrant. That's not how he leads his church. He leads his church as a loving and gracious leader who is investing into the spiritual health and maturity of the body, just like we are called to invest in the spiritual health and maturity of our wives, to constantly point her to Christ daily and to live in a way that mirrors Christ and points her to Christ. The second thing we see in this verse is that Christ indwells the body of his church. It says that he's the head of the church, his body. The the church is his body. Christ is intimately connected to his people. He knows us. He's involved in our lives. He's the head of the church. He's aware of the needs and the problems that, that we have, and he provides for them. Husbands, you need to know your wife. You need to know what she loves. You need to know where she's at spiritually. You need to know what her needs are and work to serve her in a way that it's healthy. You can't fix her problems. There's absolutely nothing you can do because you're not Christ. But one way that you love your wife in this way is by leading her to Christ. The one who actually can provide for her those needs. And you mirror that dependence on Christ to your wives. And lastly, Christ is the savior of his church. This is a perfect view of what headship looks like. Christ did for the church what the church could not do for itself. We can't save ourselves. We're sinful, broken people. But Christ lived a perfect life and took on our sin and paid the price so that we could be justified. He gave his body, his physical body as well, for his church. And husbands, this is a call to sacrificial love. It's a very serious call. And we are called to lay down our lives for our wives. Not because they deserve it, not because they do something for us, but because It's what we are called to do. It's because of the mandate that God has given us as the head. We're supposed to model this action, model who Christ is, and imitate Jesus in our words, in our actions, and in our deeds. The call to being a husband is a serious call, and there are specific disciplines that we have to build into our lives because we are not going to do them naturally because we're selfish, and we're sinful, and we're prideful, and honestly, a lot of us are like Adam, and we're passive. We'd rather just let life be as it is 
uh, instead of stepping up in these areas. And I get it. This is something that I've had many battles with in my life and I continue to battle and I continue to try to pursue to grow in this area because I'm far from perfect. But it's something that we as men need to work on together, have serious talks about together. How are we leading? How are we leading and governing in our homes? How are we being intimately connected uh, in the lives of our wives, spiritually speaking? And, and how are we laying down our lives in imitating Christ to our wives daily, showing her sacrificial love? Over the next few episodes, we're going to really explore what this call to be a husband looks like and the disciplines required of us and how we can, can begin to move forward in this area of our lives. But I want to ask you some questions just to kind of think about this week uh, as you study uh, and as you pray and really ask God to open your eyes into areas that you need to grow. And the first question is this, what type of leader are you in your home? Are you passive? Are you a tyrant? Or are you leading godly? The second question is, where is your wife spiritually? Do you have an idea? Have you ever had that conversation with her? And the third question is, how are you practically modeling Christ to your wife? These are questions that I'm going to spend some time thinking about and praying about as well and talking with my coaches and my accountability partners in because this is serious. This is a serious call and it's something that it's not nice to do. It's something that we must. And one of the best ways is having coaches and mentors and men in your life that you can share these conversations with. If you're interested in growing and becoming a disciplined man that will lead your family as Christ has called you to lead, coaching might be a really good fit for you. And if you want to learn more about it, you can sign up for a free discovery session at reformedandredeemed.org.